Hello, Esther Deborah here, and this is Agape Love, Love is Here. This is one of the many video sections of the ministry of Pastor Deborah, helping people the Lord's way. Please enjoy the video, and we look forward to you coming again. Pastor Deborah hopes you enjoy hearing about how she has learned how to help people the Lord's way, and have her many wonderful spiritual experiences throughout many, many years of helping people. Welcome again to a video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries. This is Pastor Deb. Love always and forever. Hello again. Pastor Deborah here. And this is another global teleministry video. We are still in Isaiah 61. We just finished up with verse 5. Now we're moving to verse 6. So we can have a closer look at. These were the scriptures foundational in Pastor Deborah's life. To learn how to help people the Lord's way. I've written these scriptures out many, many times. I look up every word. Then I ask the Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, many questions. So let's begin with a prayer. Dear Father, O Spirit of Truth, open our spiritual eyes and ears to see. I knew nothing of the realm of the spiritual to help people. So I had to read and I had to learn and I had to grow. And these scriptures were vital in that. What we learned was at the beginning of Isaiah, we were in a bad place, all of humanity. And as we got changed and healed and set free, we became a mighty tree of righteousness. But we got planted right back here on planet earth. Where there happens to be bad people. Untrees of righteousness. Devils and demons and death. But that's where we were put. And why? For the glory of God. For him to show all the angels. The fallen ones. The non-fallen ones. All of creation. His glory, His abilities and power to change things. To show great mercy and compassion. They had never seen that before. So we're going to pick up what we did was you become a tree of righteousness. And you're planted right back here on planet earth. And when you try to rebuild up yourself and your spirit and your soul and your body... You're going to have opposition. Verse 5 tells us things are going to come against you. Aliens and strangers that aren't trees of righteousness. They're going to fight against you. We learned that in Nehemiah and Ezra, Ezra. That when you go and try to rebuild the temple up here. They guess what? You're going to have opposition. When they tried to do that, they got people yelling at you, speaking at you, attacking you to stop, stop doing what you're doing. You try to build the walls of Jerusalem, Nehemiah did. You're going to have accusations come against you. 
Even in nature, when a new little tree or flower is trying to come up through the ground, there's bugs out there. And there's diseases in the ground, and there's drought, and there's burning sun. Only the strong survive. Not every acorn that gets planted by a squirrel grows up. Not every seed that a tree produces becomes a big, mighty tree. So we're learned from this God of Isaiah, the spirit of the truth, we're going to have opposition. Now that we're planted back here on earth. So let's go into verse 6. But he said, even during throughout all that, I'm going to try to, my Bible has been doing some weird stuff, so I'm going to hold it if you don't mind. Because my volume's been, my speaker's been cut off, my video, so I'm just going to hold it. Verse 6. Now, after you're a tree of righteousness and you have been under attack, and he's warned you in verse 5 about these aliens and strangers, and they coming against you. And they might even be right there in your own church, your own family. He says, but you, O tree of righteousness, shall be named... What that means is in your nature, in your likeness, your image, what you'll be called, your purpose. That's what being named means. The priest of the Lord. I went and looked up the word. Let me see if I got it here. Oh, excuse me. Before I go any further, I want to give you two more scriptures that I like to give people to show you that when you start digging and searching through any religious book and you want to be a scientist and you want to study and learn, I want to show you some wisdom. Proverbs 25.2 It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, a thing, But the honor of kings is to search it out. There are hidden things out there from God. It's his right and his glory to hide it. Till you're ready to become a searcher and a seeker. And it is your honor and your duty to search and seek. You go study. Watch the movie, The Matrix, with Neo. Remember when he met with Morpheus in The Matrix? He had, Neo had been searching the computer for this Morpheus and trying to find out what is The Matrix. And when they finally meet, all Morpheus could offer him. He said, I only can offer you the truth, nothing more. But you got to take this red pill. Now, Neil didn't know what the red pill was. He said it was a trace program so he could find you. What? I have no idea what you're talking about. But Neil wanted to know so bad. What is the matrix? He didn't know anything about his life, who he was, what it was. Morpheus knew. So that is a symbol. The spirit of the truth. Because Morpheus actually means God of dreams. Are you like Neo? Do you want to know something? 
Do you want to search and seek, spend time watching movies, reading books? Are you like Neo? Others of you are like Helen Keller from the movie The Miracle Worker with Anne Bancroft Bancroft and Patty Duke. She wanted to Patty Duke was deaf, dumb, and blind from a fever. Now, Annie was brought in to help her. Annie believed there was a child in there that wanted to know things. She's going to push lead and guide and work with to bring it out Helen wanted to know she was angry she knew she had eyes and couldn't see didn't know why she had ears but she couldn't hear she had a mouth but couldn't talk she was angry she had no answer she didn't know anything so she'd throw temper tantrums oh she had gotten used to certain ways and her family and they pitied her But she herself was seeking, just like Neo. So what we learn is, you must become a truth seeker. Deuteronomy 29, 28. The secret things belong unto the Lord. The Lord means owner. So he owns the secret things. He owns that knowledge. You know, he owns the understanding. And the Lord is our God. But those things which are revealed, he does reveal some things. He's fixing to show us. Through Isaiah 61, he's revealing to us from ages long ago through Isaiah. He's revealing it to us if you're looking. They belong to us and to our children so that we may do them, we may reflect them, we may understand them, we may shine out these glorious things that have been revealed to us to others. Okay? And these are considered the words of the law. When the king or this God speaks, it's law. So he's telling us in Isaiah 61, But you shall be named the priest of the Lord. That's law. He says, that's done. Sealed. It's the law. Now I'm revealing it to you. I shine it out. So those two scriptures were always helpful to me. So let's get back to what was a priest okay I looked it up you will be named called decreed uh, in your nature in your image and likeness a priest the word priest actually means a minister somebody to serve somebody that attends to things somebody that waits on something it's also one who officiates He's a chief ruler. He's a prince. That means he carries a lot of first knowledge. A prince is, uh, means, it's a part of the word principality, which means ruler. It's, he's a principal officer. Uh, He also is to mediate. 
in religious services, officiate as a priest. Also, what the priest did in the Bible, he was the one that was closest to God. He's the one that could go into the Holy of Holies, take the blood. He handled the blood. He handled the sacrifices. He would listen to the problems of the people. He attended to the house of God. He didn't have a normal life. He was also always appointed to serve to the king. He would have to be the eyes spiritually for the king because he was a flesh creature. How many presidents, prime ministers have a priest that are so highly connected to God that they are their right hand man? We saw a lot of that in the Catholic Church. The priests were to be side by side with the kings. The kings were the administrators, the warriors, but they couldn't even go to war. We saw that in another movie of the 300 with Gerald Butler. You got to climb up the hill to go to the Ejors. Ask them if you can get permission to go to war. Our history as humans is we better be connected to gods. And we better go and be in prayer as leaders and kings. Find out what we're supposed to do and get their permission. So he's telling, I'm going to name you. Even though these aliens and strangers are coming against you. Yes, you're a tree of righteousness. But you're going to be something else. You're going to be named, called, decreed. In law, a priest of the Lord. You're going to be special to me. Okay, so what happens is you're supposed to become a priest and a tree of righteousness. Men, could that be the alien and the strangers? Probably. Shall call you the ministers of our God. That means when you get that reputation as a priest of the Lord, you are ministering unto God for God, on behalf of God, and everybody else recognizes that you have a special, special connection. You're closer to God. You don't live a normal life like everybody else. You don't go to the ball games, the soccer games, the football games, the baseball games. You don't march in the parades. You don't have a crew. You don't have a float. You don't march in a band. You don't go to movies. You don't do anything like everybody else. You live a separate life. Because you must minister unto God. You spend more time in prayer. More time studying. You're isolated. And then when the people need you. You're there. But it's a different life. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles. What that means is you will be able to participate. Eat means take in. Okay. To be nourished by the Gentiles. The Gentiles were the unbelievers, the uncircumcised. They will bring food to you. They'll bring money to you. They won't know why. You'll pray for them. They come to me. They want to be my child. 
They want the connection I have. They want this God that I'm connected to to help them. The riches of the Gentiles, they are people. I will take in and nourish people. It doesn't mean their land or their wealth, they can bring it, but I don't accept anything. The Gentiles, those don't know yet this God like I do. They are the treasures and the riches. They themselves are the riches. And in their glory, what that means is when they come to me, that is their glory. The glory is they will become a tree of righteousness. And I will be eating of the joy to see them become a tree of righteousness. I will take in that glory and eat of their riches of becoming a tree of righteousness that they have become after the Spirit of the Lord has set them free, healed them, given them a new spirit and new clothes. That will be their glory. That will be their riches that I will be glad in. And I will boast of that. I will tell you others their stories. I will be happy because I have been a part of watching a tree of righteousness get planted on earth. I will be happy and boast. Praise for the glory of the Lord is at work. And he has done mighty things to the Gentiles. Even though they came against me and attacked me, fought against me. I had a lot of that with multi-generational Satanists. They would come against me to kill me, but they wanted to get saved. They tried to kill me to complete an assignment. But they really just wanted to get near me to become my spiritual child. And when they became my spiritual child, they became his. Because I was anointed, as I told you, long ago. I was asked what my spiritual heart's desire was. And I said one night to the Holy Spirit in a praise and worship time, my heart's desire was to be the spiritual mother of all of those in heavy metal music, multi-generational Satanists, all those that have been abused and in vampirism. All of those in the LGBT community. All those in the occult. Witchcraft. All those in other lands and nations. So I could turn their hearts to the Father. And he said, it's done. Right then and there I became a spiritual mother. Got a blessing put on me. After that, two times it came. In church. Of course, the pastor was preaching on the blessings of Abraham for financial stuff, but that's not what God used it for. He used it to put a blessing on me, an anointing. 
He said, I've now anointed you to draw all people to yourself in the Spirit. So they could talk to you. Not come to hurt you, but talk. See, I'm here on planet Earth. The Holy Spirit's inside of me. He will draw them to me. I'm the sort of a mediator. But my job is to turn them. To become a priest of the Lord. To handle their sins. To handle the blood of Christ. To pray for them. To help them become trees of righteousness. And for them to become the priests of the Lord. Sometimes I catch them on their deathbed. Catholic Church told us that. When you know you were dying, O King, you get your life cleaned up. With the Catholic priest, take your last supper and off you go. A priest is a mighty person. But he works for the King, the God, the Creator, the Lord, the Owner. He has a job to do. He's a minister. He officiates. And he helps the Lord God to receive his glory and to receive the Gentiles. So that is what a tree of righteousness is to become. And all men will say, that is who you are. It's a wonderful thing to do it's very serious become a priest of the Lord to be able to handle sin to clean people up to accept the blood of Christ and to go into the holy of holies on their behalf for even for the nation to stand up and speak words life and hope And to speak and decree and declare over land and nations. It better be right. For Gentiles are out there. The uncircumcised. Those who are still needing. The spirit of the Lord God to heal them. Give them a new spirit and visit them in prisons. But you have to pass through the test. Of the aliens and the strangers. And you have to hold. And then he has to trust you. With the Gentiles. That you will not try to get them to follow you. But him. See I know when I'm here. You're seeing me and hearing me. But he is writing on my words. The spirit of truth is coming through my spirit. To you. You are not my followers. Or my flock. You belong to him. I am a priest and a shepherd. That watches over you. For him. He will hold me accountable. For what I do with you. When I go into hell. Which I do many times. To preach. The good tidings of Isaiah 61. I go as a priest. I bring the blood. The gift of the cross. And I take them on up to heaven. I know you may not believe it. Go look and read my story. Called 72 virgins. It's true. Other people have been to hell. Just like people have been to heaven. 
I'm not sure yet if a lot of Allah's followers go to paradise and come back and talk about it. Not quite sure. Not quite sure where they go if they don't make it to paradise. If they go into hell, does anybody go down and preach to them and help them out? The Catholic Church believed that for a while we'd go into something called purgatory and we would be punished for our sins. Then, if you had some loving family, they could buy your way out with an indulgence. Mm -hmm. Buy your way out of purgatory with earthly money. I think that was a ruse just to make money for the church, but a lot of people did not want to go into that. And they wanted their family members on up into heaven. So go read my book story, 72 Virgins, and learn. Priests are powerful people spiritually. Most of us live very quiet lives. We spend a lot of time in prayer. But what he's trying to tell you is, I want to help you. I want to do some healing, deliverance, and freedom. I want to make you a tree of righteousness and plant you here on planet Earth. Because there's many billions of people to reach. Lots of Gentiles to go and bring into. And help them become a tree of righteousness themselves. So when I go to hell. Or I get anybody to become a tree of righteousness I take them to the throne room spiritually and I present them as gifts treasures out of the darkness to this God this Lord and this King and say here is what your cross paid for this is what you bought not with money but with love through a sacrifice of your son these are your inheritance your sheep they were lost to you so long ago but they have been returned they are yours and I leave them with him and I depart I am that kind of priest God and I worked together on many, many trips. He did all of this for himself and his glory. His heart was broken, shattered, darkened because of the loss of humanity. There's still many billions and billions of children spiritually still lost to him. And he's seeking out priests of the Lord, trees of righteousness that he can work with so he can reclaim and get the glory. So that is what verse 6 is about. At a spiritual level. It's prophetic. I'm living it out right now. You learn about your purposes for being named the priest of the Lord. You learn about what the name means. It means that is your purpose. 
That is your image and your likeness and your essence. That is what you're to become. And who are you working for? The Lord. The owner. So, so far in Isaiah 61, we've been told we have some problems. He tells us what he's going to do to help us. And he tells us when he does that, we become a tree of righteousness to him. And he plants us, leaves us here on planet earth. And then we're going to rebuild our own waste up. Our cities, our spirit, our soul. And then while we're doing that, he's warning us. We're going to have opposition from aliens and strangers. Even from our own soul. Who will now be an alien and a stranger to our spirit. Our soul has not yet changed. Been conformed. So it is a stranger and an alien to the spirit now. And it will speak against it. It will come against it. It will be a bully against ourselves. You will feel the pains in you. The headaches. You'll feel the conflict that's going on inside of you. You will have friends and neighbors and church people and synagogue people. And and you will have others who come against you. And they will work and they will plow. They will try to get you to come down from what you're doing. But then we learn during that time, if you can hold... He will name you, decree you, not only a tree of righteousness, where you shine out his glory. Which would mean like, praise the Lord for what he's done in my life. That's a tree of righteousness. Thank you, God, for what you've done in my life. That's a tree of righteousness. You're shining out his glory. You're speaking about it. Maybe your hair's changed, your clothes have changed, your activities, your behavior. What other people see starts shining out. People won't like that. There'll be people who are not a tree of righteousness yet. They're aliens and strangers to him. They'll be speaking to you, working on your soul, plowing, trying to get you back, trying to pull you down, dig you up out of the dirt. So that seed won't grow. He says, if you can pass those tests, you will be called the priest. They will call you themselves the priest of the Lord. They will say that about you. Because I'm going to name you that. Your reputation will go forth. Out into the land of darkness. People will call you. Because you passed your test. You held your ground. They'll think you're nuts for a long time. Because all you want to do is. 
absorb the word get into the word be around godly people you don't want to do what you used to do anymore you have joy in your heart now all the memories are past and have no power over you and you will give the glory to the spirit of the Lord God not to anything else and he says I'm going to call you that You gotta pass your test. Gotta hold your ground. Because attacks will come. But I need to make you a priest so you can handle the sins, the blood, and other people. And you will be able to come to me on their behalf. And you'll be able to come before my altar and pray for them. And I will hear you. And you will be allowed into my very holy holies. Where my deep presence is. And we will be one with each other. And we will be able to communicate and talk. With each other. In that deep spiritual place. Where only the priest of the Lord can go. I will trust you with my son's blood. And the cross. I will trust you with broken Gentiles, wounded and abused. I will give unto you the Gentiles. And you will help them become a tree of righteousness. And I will name them a priest of the Lord. And you will glory and you will boast in their change in their glory will you boast you won't gloat that I did it but you will boast in what I have done for them you will boast in me and what I'm doing for them so now we're learning a little bit more about how to help people the Lord's way It's a lot of work, a lot of attacks. It's a steady, steady road you walk on. Our next global tele-ministry will be verse 7. This parabolic God's going to switch again on us. Now he's going to tell us some other things. If you'll notice when you study him, he talks strange, but he talks. There are some people don't believe God's talk. I wonder if anybody has ever heard the voice of Allah besides Muhammad. Do you guys hear his voice? Does he talk to you when you pray? Does he come in dreams and visions? Or do you just get it out of the dry words of the Quran? Confucius talks to us. Buddha talks to us. But do they come back and talk to you personally? Oh, they were wise people. What are they trying to do? Was there a real Buddha? A real Probably. Confucius? Probably. Yeah. But do they come back? Was Buddha and Confucius considered a living God? 
What do you call Allah? Is he considered the living God? How come if you just have his symbol as the crescent moon and a star, what about the rest of the earth? Is, is, if that's him, is that the crescent moon that's him? Just that little sliver? Is, is that the moon that you're showing us that has the crescent? So he's the God of just that little part that slid up of the moon? Or is that the earth? I, I, I don't know. I hadn't studied that yet. That star. Is that the north star? Is that the morning star, which happens to be Venus? Does that mean he's just... It probably is the morning star. Because he was uh, Allah, believe it or not. I believe his name used to be Lucifer. Which meant the son of the morning. Which happened to mean the son of the first age. The son of the beginning age. But a lot of people use Venus, which is a star, which is the light... That comes from a long way away. That's as the elves in the wood would say in the Hobbit. That's memory. That light that we see in the sky. That's from a far away place. So is that crescent. Is that the moon or the earth. And does that mean that Allah is the God of just. That part that slid up or the whole thing. Is that his. I, the star, does that mean that's him shining out? I have to do some studying on that. Because that's real important. Did you know that the God of the, of the Isaiah 61, he doesn't have an image. He said, don't you make any image about me in planet earth. No man. No animal. Nothing in heaven, nothing under the seas. I have no image of me, because the God, he, he, he ain't got one. He's pure light and energy. So that's confusing to me about that, that thing for Allah. I'll have to do some research. Okay. Is the sword a sign of peace could be I guess if you chop everybody's heads off don't know but the sword is that's biblical too except our God says I got a sword that comes out of my mouth oh that must be weird looking but what it means is my words are like a sword what I speak to you are powerful they will cut through your soul and your spirit they will pierce your spirit. That's the difference. So that's a little bit of, I don't know what you call that, tidbit. I don't know. I always have lots of questions about other gods. And, uh, like, I don't understand why we run, rub people's statues' bellies and feet for luck. I, I guess they think that, that helps. I just don't know. Strange to me. But enjoy this teaching.
on verse 6 of Isaiah 61. We'll get into another one in the next one. Come back. Learn some more. We're working our way through Isaiah 61. Then we'll do Isaiah 62 and then some others. Love always and forever. Oops. Let me say that again. Love always and forever. Pastor Deborah. On this beautiful sunny day. Bye. Oh, before I go, let's pray. Father, take your words of spirit and life and sink them in. Let them take them in to their spirit. Let their ears hear and let their spiritual mind perceive so it can understand what you're saying out of these words bless them father let the spirit of truth come in dreams and visions and confirm to them this teaching father help them to become your priest and to help the gentiles to become trees of righteousness send forth your word from Isaiah 61 fulfill it in their life so that your cross is victory and your word that you sent is magnified above all for all the ages love always and forever in the name of Christ Jesus Amen Bye Thank you for listening and watching this video. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you stopped by today and watch. This is Pastor Deborah, and I hope you come again and watch many, many more videos and learn and grow spiritually and hear how she has helped people spiritually the Lord's way for many, many years. Come again, watch another one, and we welcome you to be a subscriber to the channel, to make comments, and if you wish to contact Pastor Deborah, please email her at her email address for the ministry at pastordeborah at agapeloveishere.org. You can also see these videos on Twitter and on the website in the many different sections that they are put into. Enjoy, and it was once again an honor to have you watch and listen. Thank you and come again to another video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministry, a ministry of helping people the Lord's way that Pastor Deborah has been doing for many, many years. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah.